Hello. Ah, great. Uh, all right, I'm so excited to be preaching today. Uh, I've been learning a lot, and I'm excited to share with you. Uh, this year has been a really great year. And um, before we actually, before we continue, let us, let's get to the Bible here, and uh, let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father God, we just want to thank you so much for your word and for your son. You've put, in, put every, uh, every, what's the word I'm looking for, every tool that we need to be able to worship you, to be able to become the people we want to be. You've given that, those tools to us in every single, every single way that we, we could need them, we could have them. You know, I love the song that um, you know, Frank uh, sang during the juice, Reckless Love. God, you really have reckless love for us, where you put us above yourself. You don't, you're not concerned with how, what happens to you. You're really more concerned about what happens to us. I see it every day in my life, God, and I thank you so much, God. I pray that you are, uh, you really influence the words I speak today. Uh, that the, um, the origin of these words does not come from me, but it comes from you, God. And I pray that it, it really helps people, uh, continues to help me, and I pray this in the name of your son. Amen. Amen. All right, well, I'm going to start off uh, by telling you guys uh, some confessions. I'm going to confess some things. Okay, uh, I've been studying out uh, speaking the truth in love. And one of the things that I've come, uh, I figured out that I, I, uh, I haven't been really speaking the truth in love to people, in the, mainly in the relationships that are closest to me. And, um, and for a long time, this is, that's the first thing. And the other thing is, uh, for a long time, I've had a lot of anger and frustration. Now, I know some of you who know me are going to say, you're not really an angry person. And I'm not talking about like Al Pacino anger, where he's like, ah, you know, he makes that sound <laughs> and he like shoots people um, in the movies. But I'm talking about like, more like Jerry Seinfeld anger, like where it's like, well, what are you going to do? You know, like very, like just very, you know, it's that's still anger. It's just not, it's very, it's, we mask it. It's, it's disguised, but it's still anger. And it still, it still festers. It's still, it's actually not, it's actually, it's, some, in some ways it's actually worse uh, because it's masked. And, um, and I want to read the scripture speaking, where we get speaking the truth in love. It's in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. And uh, Paul wrote this letter to the church in, in Ephesus. And he says, uh, then, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning, cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now, I don't know about you, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but for a long time, I've had a little problem with this scripture. Um, now, I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't really vocalize it, I didn't say it, I never, even to myself. But I had like a little, like I felt like you can't really do that. You know, you can't really speak the truth in love all the time. Like, yeah, if someone's doing something wrong, and I, I'll be like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do that. That's wrong. That's like stealing from the government or whatever. You don't, shouldn't do that. That's not that hard. But I'm talking about like things when you're hurting, like when I'm hurting. And I want to talk to somebody like my wife or my best friend or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I feel like, you know what, I don't want to, 
I don't want to really bother them with this. This is not a big deal. And I think why, you know, I don't know if you feel that. You, you guys feel that way ever? Yeah. And I don't know, I, I think, I, I don't know why I feel that way, but here's what I've come up with. You see, the world teaches us that's what adulthood is. You know? You ever, you know, you're talking about somebody and, and like somebody in the world and they're, and they're like, oh, you know, I really feel, like maybe at work, I feel really, I don't, I don't feel good about what the boss said to me or whatever. And what do they say? Suck it up. Be an adult. Don't, just don't worry about it. Don't say anything. Just let it go. And maybe in that situation you should do that. But we do that in every, we do that with our wives. We do that with our husbands. We do that with our, with our parents, with our kids. Um, you could speak the truth and choose the best possible language, but the outcome, most of the time, was conflict. So that's how I felt. I felt like, well, if the outcome is going to be conflict, what good is speaking the truth all the time? Sometimes it's best to just not say anything. And so I, I felt like there were flaws with this scripture. You know, I felt like, you know, they, and definitely the world and the scriptures definitely conflict here. Now, the Bible says, speak the truth, the truth and love. These dynamics, particularly in my marriage, that I helped create, where I wasn't speaking the truth and love at all. Because I felt like it wasn't an option, which is crazy, because it totally, I mean, you know, everybody knows Sarah, she's great. Like, of course, it's, but for some reason, I just didn't felt, feel like I could do that. And so I looked at the scripture, and me and the scripture, we had problems. And I couldn't get through, through it. So, I had, but then I had a solution, because I'm a smart guy. Um, my solution, I decided to just alter it just a bit, and I decided that I would hide the truth in love. It sounds like a good idea. Hiding the truth in love. I was loving. So that worked. I th that's what I thought it worked, you know. And, and there, I, had every, I had so many reasons to do this. I mean, I, and there were good reasons. You know, I don't want to upset people. People don't feel the way I feel, you know. And uh, there was another thing. What difference does it make, right? People don't want to change. Some people aren't going to change. It's okay. It's not my problem. I just have to change, right? That's all I have to do, right? And I don't want to make an issue. I wanted to keep the peace. Now, there's one major flaw with this plan, this hiding the truth in love plan. And that's this. When you hide the truth in love, you get hurt, and then you go about your days if you haven't been hurt. And, you know, some people can do this, like if you're Irish. I'm not Irish. I'm three-quarters Sicilian. We, our, our people, we don't have that, that um, reputation of letting things go. You know, we, met, we invented the mafia. They're basically a group created to take revenge. So, um, so hiding my true feelings is not something that I'm really good at, you know, anyway. I don't want to bring it to a race thing, but that's part of me. That's part of my blood. And so as a result, hiding hurt re results in, in anger. And for me, that results in some yelling. Like I'll, like, I'll be mad about one thing, but then my kids will do something. I'll be like, oh, could you just, you know, clean that up or whatever. And I'm like, wow, wow. And I'm walking around like a very angry person. And so... I'm, I'm yelling a lot, a lot of the time. And now, I'm supposed to be a disciple. So yelling is like off the table. You can't do that, right? Like if somebody, you see two people yell, you, people, you see two people talking and one's yelling, you know who the jerk is. And I don't want to be a jerk. You know, I don't want to look like a jerk. So I'm like, okay, how can I stop yelling? Now, I'm not going to deal with speaking the truth in love. I'm just going to deal with the yelling thing. I'm not going to yell. 
So I, I stop yelling. So what ends up happening is the anger is still there. So it, now it manifests, it manifests itself in sarcasm. Now here's the thing about sarcasm. If you're trying to hide the truth in love, sarcasm's great. It's great because it's like letting the air out of a balloon slowly. Like with yelling, it's like But with, with sarcasm, it's like It's like letting slow. So if you're in like a Bible talk, or if, I, you know, if you're here in, in fellowship, and you start yelling, everyone's going to be like, brother, are you okay? And like, let me show you a scripture. And then you have to deal with it. But if you use sarcasm, it's very easy to fly under the radar. You could, you could use sarcasm anywhere. No one will, no one will know that you're really angry. And so, well, some people will know. There's, there's wise people out there, I'm sure. But most people will be like, oh, he's just funny. And the problem with sarcasm is, in, like, and I, I want to show you in Ephesians uh, 4.29. Actually, you don't have to turn there if, if, if Ramon or Ricky wants to turn there. Um, you know, sarcasm is, is, is like a, it's toxic. Uh, Ephesians 4.29 says, uh, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it, it may benefit those who listen. And in Proverbs 26, verse 19, and if you don't turn there, you know, it's okay, um, but it says, like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death, is the one who deceives their neighbor and says, I was only joking. Like, think about a guy who's, that was, that's me when I'm sarcastic with people. I'm shooting, I'm like a maniac, just shooting out. You don't do that. That's dangerous, you know. But then, like, it hits somebody. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I, just, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. And that's what I would do all the time. And it would hurt people. Not, I don't think it would hurt people directly. But it's sending out this, for lack of the word, a bad vibe. It's sending out, it's toxic. And people will imitate that. You know, and not, it's not only toxic, it never actually, and it never actually allowed me to deal with real issues. So as a result, I struggle with being angry all the time. And, and what's funny is it always came out while I prayed. Like I'm trying to pray, right? In my house or wherever, usually in my house. And I'm trying, now I'm trying to be real with myself. And all that comes out is anger. Because now I'm, for the first time I'm being real and it's like I don't want to, oh gosh, I don't want to pray because I just get angry all the time. Because I wasn't dealing with just the simple idea of speaking the truth in love. I was really, I mean, I'm going to say it again. Like I know everybody alluded to your communion message, but it was really cool because, it, you know, Paul is just keep it simple. Keep it on the cross. Keep it on the word of God. Keep it on, just speak the truth in love. Just simple. You know, don't try to water it down. Don't try to, don't try to add things to it that you think needs, and I felt like I needed to add things to it because that's what the world told me. But I, had to, I, I keep forgetting, like, that's, that's the Bible, and the, it makes sense that they would conflict. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to have to confront those I needed to confront. So I felt unstable as a, as, a, as a result. I felt unstable. I felt vulnerable, paranoid, and constantly concerned about what people thought uh, trying to act really hard, like I didn't care when I really did care. It was exhausting, you know? <laughs> it was tiresome. And at some point, things got so difficult that I had to go back to God, otherwise I was going to go crazy. And so here in God's solution, when we read this, let's read it again, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. I told you I felt unstable, vulnerable, and paranoid. And in verse 14, right before he talks about speaking the truth in love, he says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind, wind of teaching and by cunning and craftiness of people. Basically, Paul was saying, you want to stay away from that unstability 
that vulnerability that you feel when you, when you hide things, speak the truth in love, verse 15, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. That's what we want. world tells us that if you hide it and you suck it up and you don't talk about it, you'll get that. The Bible says no, it's, the, it's absolutely the opposite. This is God's solution. This is the solution that's going to last. Um, and so, I, like I said, the world is robbing us of being mature. The world is robbing us of learning these lessons. And rather than we just put the band, I just put the bandaid on it and lie in, or 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 not or hide something in order to protect those we love. And I'm being robbed. Like I really I think about this. Like Satan, that's what he wants. He's robbing us. He's robbing us of good marriages. Because when I started doing, when, I, when we, Sarah and I, we, we, we kind of had it out, like, like it was really me. I had to be honest in how I felt about these things. And it was at the marriage retreat earlier this year. And I tell you, like, it was a hard conversation. But afterwards, now, like I, I was just talking to Sheridan the other day, and I was like, you know, we, we were actually, I was getting ready to preach this thing. And I was kind of reviewing it, and I was like, you know what, for the past couple of months, I have not felt that anger. Like, I haven't, it's been, it's been completely different. Like, I mean, I felt anger, but I ha it wasn't like I'm trying to constantly tamp it down, you know? Like, no, I can't be this way, and I'm dealing with this anger thing. I haven't had to deal with it because I've dealt with it in my marriage, I've dealt with it with other people, and I'm continuing, I want to continue to deal with it. And it's really an amazing thing. But when I think about this, Satan's robbing us of these good marriages. He's robbing us of good friendships. He's robbing us of growth and maturity. He's robbing us of people coming to us and seeing us and saying, hey, you know what, I want to be a part of that. You know, I, I wonder, like, how many times people have come into my life and be like, wow, you're a Christian, really? And, you're, and you talk like that or you, you act like you, you, you're so negative? It's like, wow, yeah, you know. <laughs> like, I don't know if they, I don't remember if they've been saying it to me, but I wonder how many people I've kind of pushed away without even realizing it. And it's really, um, it's really sobering. But hiding the truth in love deals, leads to that. Um, you know, when I was studying this out, I was studying this stuff out, and Sarah, my wife, was studying out uh, the difference between being a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. And I don't know, some of you have probably heard this, but like, basically, a long, I don't want to go into it, but being a peacemaker is someone who tries to make peace through conflict. So like you think of people like Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks, right? They didn't like try to sweep it under the rug or try to keep the peace. They tried to make peace by, through conflict. And that's something that I just, I'm not that good at, but I want to you know, get better at, uh, and especially with, within my marriage. Um, let's look at Col uh, Col uh, Colossians chapter 3. So, okay, so I just had this epiphany, right? And I'm like, wow, you know, this is amazing. Um, I figured something out. And when I figure something out, I tend to think, okay, good, check. I <laughs> checked it off the list, you know, and let's move on to the next thing. And, I, you know, I realized uh, this week that I'm like, you know what, I got to, this is a, a daily battle. This Because I've been doing this for 40-some-odd years, uh, the same thing. We can't think of ourselves as like, oh, well, I figured something out, so I'm going to keep, I'm going to, 
do the next thing. Inclusion, Colossians chapter 3, verse 9. It says, do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the, in the image of its creator. Here, there is no Jew, Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, uh, barbarian, Scythian, Sicilian, <laughs> uh, slave or free, but Christ is all and, and is in all. Therefore, as Christ's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Where each one of us is actually two people. You ever think about that? We're all two people. I'm two people. I'm... I'm the guy that I was before I got baptized, and I'm the guy I am now. And I try to be the guy I am now as much as I can be in my life. But the, guy, the old guy, the old things I learned, because that, that's from my childhood. Like, that's, that's deep. That's deep-rooted, you know? That is hard. I have to continue to say, wait, am I doing something? <laughs> is this what I'm doing? Is it based on the Bible? Are these decisions based on the Bible? and about my new, how I want to be my new self, my new human, so to speak, new, this new humanity? Or is it based on things that I've learned in the past that I kind of gravitate to when I'm feeling nervous or scared? Because that's what we do. Yeah. The battle is continuing all the time. You know, I, have to, I, I cannot, I'm, I'm tempted, I get tempted to just kind of go on autopilot. You know, because there's a lot of things to do. Our schedules are very busy. But I have to con constantly go back to this and think, okay, my, wait. That's my old self. You know, he talks about being renewed. How often do you get renewed? Like, I think about my driver's license has to be renewed every seven years, but I can't renew me. Every, that's not going to work. I, I can't do every seven, right? I don't think you can, you can either. If you're doing every seven years, or even every seven weeks, then you can't do it. You've got to do it every single day. Every single day, because it's, there's a war going on. I mean, I, I, hate to, I hate to sound like one of these people who, like, you know, the end of the world is nigh, but um, there is a battle. There's a spiritual battle going on, and it's happening every single day. And I see it in my life, you know. If you go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, talking about this, uh, this battle, Paul reminds us of some things here in chapter 4, verse 25. He says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing... Okay, then that's good, 27. Um, okay, did you, did you catch that? Did you see how he switches topics really quick? It's, it's quick. I'm going to read it again. Therefore, each of you must... Put off falsehood and speak truthfully. Okay, so we're talking about let's not, let's be truthful, right? Speak the truth. Uh, speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one bo body. Verse 26, in your anger do not sin. Like, whoa, wait, okay, wait, what? Like, we just were talking about truth and being truthful, and now in your neighbor, in your anger do not sin. It's like he switches, he veers off of the track. You know, it makes a lot of sense. If we're going to start speaking the truth to one another, <laughs> there's going to be some anger that's going to follow that. Which makes sense why he would follow that scripture with, you know what, I better say something about anger here. Because if we're going to be talking about truth, there's going to be anger. And in the conversations that I've had with people and saying, you know what, I really don't, 
I, this is how I really feel about this, and this is how I really feel about that. And at first it was like, and how long have you felt this way? Oh, I don't know, about five years. Five years? What's wrong with you? Don't you say anything? And I was like, no, I, I don't know why. And, and, you know, but we have to, do, so that's, that's part of it. I, I didn't want to deal with that struggle. I didn't want to deal with the conflict. I didn't want to deal with the anger um, that would lead to that. Proverbs 24, verse 26 says, though, an honest answer is like what? Does anybody know? An honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. Who doesn't like a kiss on the lips? I mean, from the right person. <laughs> right? Kiss on the lips. Is, every, no, there's no one who doesn't, who, oh, I don't, you know, I don't like to kiss. It's, that's what a, an honest answer is like. You know? Let's look at, let's look at what time it is. Okay. Let's look at uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. All right. You know, these are all scriptures I've just, I'm trying to love with truth lately, right? And at least it's been very vulnerable. I feel very vulnerable a lot, a lot more than I used to. Um, and this particular scripture uh, makes me squirm. Uh... Sometimes. First John chapter 3, verse 18. Uh, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. You know, one thing, one time I did a communion message long ago, and I thought, I said to people, I said, you know, one thing that Jesus never said, well, at least one thing that we know, we don't, we don't, the Gospels, right, record everything he said, everything important. Everything they thought, well, this is important, right? We should write this down. This is something really great that Jesus did or said. And we wrote it down. And they have four books based on his life. And he never said, I love you, to anyone. Jesus never said to anyone, hey, you know what? I love you. Because he showed it. Because he didn't love with words. Or sp and now, I'm not saying you, don't, you, can't, you should still say, tell your wife you love her. It's good. But I just thought that was interesting. You know, this scripture makes me uh, squirm because I'm, I, I say a lot of stuff. I... I the best way I can explain it is there's a scene in True Romance. I don't know, you ever see True, True Romance? It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. I saw it a long time ago. It's, it's good, but it's very, I don't recommend it. But there's a scene with Christopher Walken. I'm not, there's a scene with Christopher Walken, and he's interrogating Dennis Hopper. And there's interrogating, and, and Christopher Walken is actually the head of the mob in this movie. And, Christopher, and Dennis Hopper is a, an ex-cop. And he's, you know, uh, Christopher Walken's trying to get information out of Dennis Hopper, and, he's, and, he, and, he, and Dennis Hopper is not saying anything. He's saying stuff. He's talking, but he's not really showing him. And so I love what Christopher Walken says. He says, he says what we got here is a little game of show and tell. You don't, you don't want to show me nothing, but you tell me everything. You know? And that's, that's exactly what I do with people. Not you know, when I'm being interrogated by Christopher Walken, but when I'm, be, when I'm being, just being talk, when I'm talking to people and somebody's asking me how it's really going, and I, I, I'm, I become like a master of that. Um, I make myself look good. And uh, rather than just say, okay, you know what, I'm going to speak the truth in love now because you know why? In the long run, it's going to have that effect. That's going to be what, what brings growth and maturity and whatnot. And God's word just cuts through all that like a hot knife through butter. Because it simply says, love with actions and truth not words and speech. Yeah. And I said all that to say this, because I, you know, I mean, 
I'm tempted to oh, sorry. I, I'm tempted to think, well, I'm probably the only one who suffers with this. Yeah, and I know that's not true. So it, you know, when I, I when I put it to you guys, I'm like, well, so when you think about it, you have to ask yourself, what am I really hiding from? You know, if, if this is something you suffer with, like if this is something you, you go through, you know, how many of us are just not talking about it? How many of us are just like hiding or like afraid to look bad? You know, it, it's, it's so silly because in Jesus' eyes and in God's eyes, we're all, <laughs> essentially we're all bad. If we weren't, he wouldn't have died on the cross to help us out. But the growth, the maturity, the closeness, the love, that stuff that we want, it all comes from this. And it's far more valuable than this temporary peace that I'm trying to get when I'm trying to patch something up yeah. with hiding, yeah. you know? And I, I end up prolonging it. Now, I'm gonna, um, we're going to close out here. In, uh, I'm going to go back to Ephesians 4, uh, verse 14. Let's read this one more time. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of, of him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. That need to hide is a lie. That need to hide is a lie. The need to hide just robs us of our joy. It robs us of love. It robs us of, 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 of forgiveness, maturity, growth, and ironically, protection. And the thing I realized all that time when I was hiding the truth in love, meaning I was trying to protect people, I was just protecting myself, right? Let's be honest. Let's just call a spade a spade. Speaking the truth in love is going to lead to growth and maturity, being built up, fortification, and essentially true protection. Let's go to God in prayer. And uh, let's have the singers.